I don't know. I don't. Did people complain about daylight savings time when we were kids as much as they do now, or is this like our generation that really hates daylight savings time? <sighs> I don't remember people. I don't remember about hating it. it as a kid. Yeah. Me neither. I hate it now that I have kids. Right. <laughs> right. I'm with you. Maybe that's I, like, the thing. Yeah, is that you don't hate it until did our you're parents. A parent. Did our parents hate it? And At least like, not, never you know, tell us. This one, I'm always. I was always like, this one's the good one. The one in the spring. Sure. Get rid of that. But with kids, uh, yeah. this one's ruined. Oh yeah, yeah, this is the worst they one. They don't right? understand the sleep in for an hour theory. They no. don't get that. And they're hungry at weird times. Yeah. yeah. Therefore grouchy at weird times. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm also grouchy and hungry at weird times. But that's just like your state of being. Yeah, it's so. just, yeah that's normal. <laughs> All right, welcome back. <laughs> the Beyond Sunday podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Vazroff with me as always. Pastor David Bowser. How are we doing, Patrick? And Elisa McCarter. Still here, still pretty successful. All right. Well, Thanksgiving's coming up. Are y'all excited for that? I love Thanksgiving. I know you do. It's great. I also love Advent. Frankly, yeah, Oh my gosh, your, your favorite this time is of the year. Yearly, how long? Advent and then Christmas lasts for ten months. Lasts <laughs> for twelve days. It's not. <laughs> yeah, Christmas lasts for twelve days. R- rolls right into Lent. Oh my goodness! Actually, this year it almost does, but that's uh, beside yeah. the point. Yeah, we're really kicking off Christmas on January first. <laughs> no, you kick, off, you kick off Christmas on December twenty fifth. I don't believe I have to keep having this argument. With yeah, people. well, because it's a, it's a, frankly, it's a dumb stance. But <laughs> <laughs> just have thousands of years of church tradition on my side. That's fine. Yeah. Thousands, more like maybe two. Booyah, <laughs> two two thousand years. <laughs> That would Stop be making thousands. it sound more impressive than it is. <laughs> Do I have more than one of them? Yes, I have thousands. <laughs> well, I'm not even sure you reached to two. It's probably more like 1.8 or something like that. Fine. Still more than one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's jump into our news here. <coughs> New York City. I know that place. Has genetically distinct Uh-oh. uptown and downtown rats. Oh. Okay. Genetically distinct rats. Cool. Yeah. Okay. What do you, how do you feel about rats? I mean... I, I don't know that I have a lot of feelings. Conceptually, I'm fine with rats. Conceptually? Right. Like, like you think about it? the wild. Sure. Do you include... Like I, I do pet rat. rats are fine. Pet rats are okay? I don't know that I would want to cohabitate with a rat that I didn't like have on purpose. Okay. <laughs> it's a very unique way of <laughs> yeah. specifying that. I like rodents in general. I, I think they're kind of neat. Yeah, but consensual uh, cohabitation consensual with a rat. Co- yeah, yeah, I want yeah. anything I cohabitate with, I want it to be consensual, first sure. of all. Does rat the, or otherwise. Does the rat have agency in this uh, consensual uh, cohabitation? No, which, uh, but which rat would you rather have, an uptown or a downtown rat? That's the real question. I here. don't know the difference uptown between uptown. Uptown rat. Yeah, I don't like what's in uptown and what's in downtown. Well, I don't know what's what in New downtown, York. Uh, downtown's going to be kind of a scrappy rat. This is going to be like the sure. pizza rat yeah. of internet Ooh. fame. I like a pizza yeah, rat. Yeah, uptown rat I think is going to be expensive. <laughs> they're, the, they're the ritzy, Boo- little yeah. stuck up rat right. up there. Yeah. I can't afford a bougie rat. I, yeah. Get, yeah, I don't have time for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, last time I was in New York... You know, I did buy. Yes. Okay. I didn't I, know if you're reading a nurse. No, no, me, me. So I was, like, I was just New York. you. <laughs> You've been to New York. Right. I was clarifying <laughs> okay. who the narrator was in this story. Patrick is narrating his own story. Please I did continue. buy a soda, and they gave me a can of soda and a straw because rats crawl over all the soda cans and like potentially pee on them. Ew. So Lovely. you don't want to touch that with your mouth. You got to yeah. put. A, you got. That's how you get that straw. What? They ju- they know rats are free ranging in their stores and they're just cool with it. That's like, kind of how New York is. I think. Like, like you just got to accept just it. Covered, yeah. covered in rats oh. everywhere you look. No, West Coast from now on. <laughs> not, there's nothing gross. I'm ruling out the entire. We went from a pretty large leap from I'm fine with rats conceptually to West, West Coast. Coast from now on. Yeah, <laughs> I've changed my mind. 
Oh no, it's okay. Uptown and downtown rats different. Yeah, this is Disney Star. You know, Star Cross Lovers. Their own sure. Romeo. Right. Yeah. yeah, Rat Rat Meo. Ratatouille needs a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's French, so he's an uptown rat. Right. Yes. So like, <laughs> oui, oui. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> a nice French accent. Well done. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely you know see him up there. You know, just living in the glitz and glamour. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, Famous shopping on Rodeo Drive. I think that's, that's in LA. In, yeah, that's not in New York. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's in What's in New York? Saks Fifth Avenue. Yeah, yeah, for that. Yeah, Broadway. Yeah, I don't think you shop there, but yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's Times that's Square, the rat. Tourist rat. Yes. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Downtown rat. You know, that's that's down to earth. Yeah, it's Billy Joel. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. Because <laughs> he's a downtown man. Right. I, I followed. That's the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uptown rat. There. What's the how would the yeah, song go? Who sang Uptown Girl? Who sang? It's Billy Joel. Yeah. Oh, is that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that doesn't work. You can't yeah. both be Billy Joel. <laughs> Billy, you got to pick a side, man. No, Uptown. She's the Uptown Girl. He is the Downtown Man. Oh. See, in the song. Okay. That's All how right. they're. Yeah. St- you know, that's how it works. So they can both be Billy Joel rats. Yeah. Okay. Though when I think Billy Joel, Ever, not, I don't really think, think like that's a downtown kind of guy. <laughs> 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 that's a grit and grime. You know, dirt under the fingernails. Fair. He's working, you know, blue collar. That's no. not who I think. That's I think more of like Joel's. a Bruce Springsteen right. situation. Yeah, or really no famous singer. <laughs> like, right? Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> they left that life behind. Right, they did by being a famous singer. Right. So. Johnny Cash is a little bit of like a. He just is. I guess yeah, the country genre. Would yeah, probably he's real be, like dark and gritty. So yeah, I could see him he's, with he's a downtown the, rat. A lot of crossover. The man in black between yeah. uh, New York and Nashville. Yeah. <clears> yeah. yeah. So in this uh, article. Uh, We're still talking about the rats? Okay. Yeah, I'll just give you the... the well, we need to know about the genetics. We haven't <laughs> even touched on they're, this they're part. Different. They're different. The opening what paragraph. Else, we, we've we've established that they have rats in New York City. Yep. Uh, so. New York City, maybe this will make you even more of a West Coast gal. <laughs> <laughs> New York City is a place where rats climb out of toilets. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm not Nightmare fuel. Yeah. really cool with that. <laughs> I need consensual things in my toilet as well. <laughs> yeah. When I think of things climbing out of a toilet, rats are second worst. Is this worst worse than the snake. bear? <laughs> snake is worst? Of feasibility, it, right? Like snake, okay. Okay. a yeah. snake climbing okay. out of the toilet, that's okay. worse. Sure. Is a toilet rat worse than the toilet bear? Mm, that's toilet true. bear was legit. <laughs> I just don't really think that's a possibility in my home. Sure. Right. Like, I just don't think a, a bear. I don't think I have, out the, of your pipes. I don't yeah. have the plumbing for a bear, right. I don't think. That's at least a one, <laughs> one heck of a story. <laughs> you know? But a rat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bite babies in their cribs. No, thank you. Ew. Uh, crawl on sleeping commuters. Ew. Take over. Why are commuters sleeping in the no, they like open? On the train. On the train. Yeah. Ew. Because you're commuting. You're not just sleeping. I don't like so far, I don't like any of this. Take, take over a Taco Bell restaurant. That seems normal. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think yeah. that happens it's par, here. Par for the course, right? It might be an improvement. Right. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, their mascot was a chihuahua, which was the is a rat of the rat of the dog world. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, Taco Bell restaurant taken over by rats. Might be improvement. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, drag an entire slice of pizza down the subway stairs. These are all underlines. These all lead to hyperlinks, so you could read oh, more about these. Oh, like yes. actual happenings. They drove a piece of pizza down the... Drag. Oh, drag, okay. A sli- yeah, there's an internet famous video of this rat sure, sure. that's pulling this New York pizza slice, which is like four times the size of it, right, cause down it's a New the York stairs pizza. at the subway. Yeah. yeah. I would love to carry a piece of pizza four times my I size know. down the subway. I would love pizza. <laughs> just drag it. Yeah. I'm hungry, just as a disclaimer. I haven't eaten lunch before we recorded this. <laughs> Everything we say today is I'm making you at least think of food. I'm hungry. 
Is this and microphone then, a banana? Even the rats are making me think of food. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> then the article is going to get into the genetics, and then it hits a paywall, and I did not pay. <laughs> so I really just like the headline. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the genetics are different. So we don't get to learn about the go. rat genetics. <laughs> no, no. I just like the headline. <laughs> I just like the idea of an uptown rat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're separated yes. enough living in this uptown yeah. world yeah. right yeah. basically been inbred enough that their genetics have diversified yeah just a downtown rat <laughs> avoiding traps and also cats <laughs> That's lovely. this is great content mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i can't I gotta stop seeing before billy joel that downtown rat starts <laughs> to sue us <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure he's right. coming after us for that one. Let's talk about some loneliness. Oh. Who do you think loneliness. struggles with loneliness more, uptown rats or downtown rats? <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, of the three of us, who's the loneliest? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take a poll. Not it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say downtown rats. I think so, too. Yeah. 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 I think so, too. Though, well, I think uptown have rats like a, have like the facade, are, but like are yeah, actually yeah. really lonely yeah, inside. Yeah, maybe yeah. they're on their Prozac up there. You yeah. know, just They're yeah. just drowning the loneliness yeah. in, yeah. Over pr- in prescription medication. There you go. But if you, if you if you you know get them off that they would you know yeah the downtown rat re- they're living their loneliness on their tail that's just right out there sure. for the world to see they have no choice but to like live in community because yeah. like one of them doesn't have a slice of pizza yeah. we gotta share it yeah we gotta do it yeah that might be better ultimately than the uptown rat life maybe and maybe in, in our Disney movie of the uptown rat falling in love with the downtown rat it's what in in you know the <laughs> Hallmark Christmas movie yeah she learns to embrace the downtown rat lifestyle there it is. Yeah. You know, it's like it's when uh, community and love even Kate Winslet falls in love with Leonardo DiCaprio as they're dancing in the he's definitely area yeah he's a, Titanic he, he's yeah. a downtown rat yeah. he's a downtown yeah. rat yeah. That's an important part of the movie, right? Like, yeah. we got to know, he, can he go to her world and can she go to his? You yeah. Know, that's part of the, the downtown, uptown rat experience. It's a, it's a challenge. Yeah. He can cannot you... go to hers because there's not enough room on that door. <laughs> that's true. Oh, there is that. A true downtown rat would have thrown her off. Though. <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, move over. Yeah. <laughs> Survival is number one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Loneliness. <laughs> uh, one in four young adults struggle with loneliness. That's our headline. Okay. Our first part of the headline. We got two articles we're going to look at, but they're oh, connected. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Gallup poll found that young adults ages 19 to 29 were the most likely group to say they experience loneliness. Elisa's well, sad because she's no longer in the 19 I to 29 know. group. I've been <laughs> aged like out a, of the young adult age big group. over here like, oh, man. Oh. Yeah, we have a young adult Bible study, and that young adult is 30s and 40s here in Lord Life. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love it, yeah. That's my favorite thing about it. Because, <laughs> like, hey, we don't really have a lot of 20s. They're too lonely. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, too lonely to come. Yep. All right, so... 19 to 29 year olds are most likely to be experiencing loneliness. To say they experience loneliness. Oh, okay. 27%. The rest of us are Prozac'd up. So. <laughs> 27% express they feel very or fairly lonely, and then 30% say they feel a little lonely. So combined, almost 60% are experiencing loneliness on some level. Yeah, that's a lot. That is a lot. Uh, and this is the group that is most likely to experience loneliness. Uh, when compared to 65 plus, only 17% would feel uh, fairly lonely, and 25% a little lonely, and 57% not lonely at all. And that age mm. group that you just said, 65 plus? 65 okay. plus. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I actually yeah. would have thought it would increase with age. A little well, bit. and I'm wondering if, like, because like 65, you know, and this is me speaking in generalities, but at 65, most of your social network is still 
healthy and uh, you know doing well and like you're probably retiring so you may even be sure. more able to like travel and you sure. know, you kind have of some that, vibrancy there yeah you have yeah. that window from like 65 until 75 80 somewhere in that range right and so then when you get like 80 plus like that's when i think you start to see that real change in lifestyle and change yeah. in physical abilities mental cognition things like that and so yeah. i don't know how the younger age bracket of that group right like as you skew towards 65 i don't know how that might skew the, the young data. old adults the young old adults right yeah. mm-hmm. i don't know how that might skew that data i have no idea but that's yeah. just a, an observational piece but i think it's really valuable to th- see the impact that loneliness is having on our actual young adults yeah, yeah. Uh, who are coming straight out of college who are living on their own who are trying to make their way in the world and yeah. are one in four of whom are very lonely. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that was my experience too. You know, like you come from, if you go to a traditional college, right, you come from like sure. probably the most social four years of your life. Yes. Straight into like nothing almost. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, like where is everybody? Now yeah. I'm working full time to try and make money so I can eat macaroni and cheese five nights a week. Yeah. <laughs> you and know? I can't and just go knock on my neighbor's door yeah. at 2 a.m. and they yeah. won't just be there to go and get pizza or tacos right. or whatever. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And frequently you're not living with anybody else yeah. right after school. You know, sure. That, yeah. yeah. That was 100% my experience. You know, yeah. five five years of college, not just four. So. Oh. <laughs> no big deal. Give me that. <laughs> <laughs> Brag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Of roommates, mm-hmm. you know. always something to do Mm -hmm. always there's always things going on uh and then graduate move to a new city uh to work for a church on an internship live alone for the first time and super lonely you know just you know definitely dealing with lots of depression and and just Mm -hmm. some some very real loneliness of like oh nobody's available to like hang out or do anything yeah you know and that was tough and i think that there's there's probably an element here too right of some people are more naturally inclined towards loneliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some, I, I mean, some people are just naturally extroverted and have no problem walking out into the world and talking to strangers and making friends. And I don't understand them, but they exist. And other people, right, I think are more likely to kind of self isolate because that's where they thrive. And so in a college environment, right, you're constantly having to find ways to self isolate because it's so overstimulating in mm-hmm. many different ways. And then all of a sudden you're out in the world and you don't have the same capacity training to like, exert yourself to make those connections that you didn't realize you were just naturally being flooded with before and now what was keeping you sane in college is now the very thing that's dragging you down yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah i mean yeah in college there was intramurals Mm -hmm. there's potentially college roommates there's if you want to rush you know or uh in every kind of experience you have it's like the potential for friendship is just right there in front of you yeah and then as an adult you're like is there a potential for friendship you know, like yeah. that's kind of like, like, I guess unless you like your coworkers, it really led to like, how do I make friends? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I don't know how, you know, like, do I uh, ha- have to go join a softball league by myself, mm-hmm. you know, or go take improv classes by myself and hopefully, you know, I'm going to click and connect with somebody there. And if I don't, it's going to be a long two months yeah. <laughs> like of playing softball yeah. with people I don't like. Yeah. You know? Um, so, I mean, I think it's it's the, that really very real challenge of your, when you're younger. And I guess as you get older, typically you're establishing yourself as probably married, mm-hmm. probably children. And then that by nature of having children, it kind of sometimes opens up new friendship does, possibilities yeah. because like, well, my kids hang out with other kids and their parents are potential friends. Yeah. yeah. If no, nothing else, we're all sitting here at the park for an hour together. Like, yeah, I have at, someone at to make the, small At the very least, with, yeah, yeah, I have. Talk to a an adult. reason to talk to yeah. another person, yeah. and when yeah. I think you're in that phase, like it's just so much, so much harder. Like, yeah, I don't sure. really know, you know, yeah. what do you what do you do? Uh, but earlier this year, Dr. Vivek Murthy, the U.S. Surgeon General, mm. 
did not know that. Yeah. yeah, my uncle was a surgeon general. I did know that. We talked yeah. about that on the pub before. Pretty I think. Cool. Yeah. It's not him. That's not him. Dr. Vivek Murphy <laughs> yeah, is not, not your not uncle. Him. Okay. No. Yeah. Uh, he found that uh, he said loneliness is as deadly as smoking up to 15 cigarettes a day. Wow. And declared loneliness a public health epidemic and one that needs to be addressed as quickly as possible. How is he determining that it's the same it's, as 15 right. cents? Like, that's an odd comparison. This is underlined, is just like our rat one here. All right, Like so, a rat? What? Like our rat our rat thing. They underlined all those things on oh, the list. Okay. Yeah. okay, so there's a hyperlink? Yeah, so a hyperlink. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah maybe, maybe it's connected to like deaths based on loneliness, mental illness, like associated yeah. with that versus deaths based on the number of people who smoke cigarette i don't know yeah. I don't, it's an interesting comparison this i think his point that it's an epidemic is yeah it stands with or without the cigarette yeah comparison. i believe him yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh it's based on data you know that 15 to 24 year olds uh spend 70 percent less time with friends face to face than previous generations mm. so mm, okay based on the data so that's that's substantial yeah, yeah. and uh you know murthy I would say there's no real substitute for in-person interaction as we shifted to use technology more and more for our communication. We lost a lot of that in-person interaction and how do we design technology that strengthens our relationships as opposed to weaken them. So, yeah, that's really interesting, right? This is like, this is the battle that I sometimes hear about uh, from like a environmental perspective of like the wizard versus the prophet, right? That the prophet like uh, goes out and says like, Hey, we have to stop doing all this thing, all these things because it's going to destroy the world. And the wizard's like, no, we can come up with some technological invention to fix it. Mm -hmm. And here it's almost like he's saying like technology was really, really bad and has harmed our ability to have social interactions with one another. But his answer is also, we need to invent technology that allows us to (laughs) enhance. At some point, do we just need to like stop? Like not not, like innovation is going to continue, but like how do we, retrain ourselves and our youth and our young adults right to have face-to-face interactions. i was having a conversation with uh, somebody the other day who works in an office now and like you know they're not at cubicles but they're all like in the same kind of workspace and from across the office his much younger uh, colleagues will want to have like a teams slash virtual meeting with him and he's like I- i'm sitting in the same room as you like we're yeah. not it's not like we're bringing in people from other places like we're in the same room just come over here and talk to me and like yeah. he's their boss so he has the authority to like tell them just come over here and talk to me right. but yeah i mean i think we i think we've started to lean into that as a crutch for whatever reason right yeah. um whether that's it allows us to feel more comfortable or whether it's uh, a way that we've just learned to interact i don't know what it is but mm-hmm. we've lost that ability to have face-to-face interactions with people in a lot of different ways and that's dangerous sure this is tangentially related <clears throat> but that's most of I, our conversation <laughs> most of our conversation but i was actually listening to oh it might have been a, another podcast <gasps> I hate to say it the other day um a but they're saying you know we have this there, there's other podcasts <laughs> i'm not sure i'll this have is, to do some research the podcast i've heard a rumor um we there's this perception that like the generations coming up behind us as millennials and Gen X are um, <clears throat> very like promiscuous and more promiscuous uh-huh. than we were, but it's actually not true that the generations behind us are having far less sex than we are or were at that same age, uh, largely due to their discomfort with in-person interactions. Like oh, they're wow. so yeah. like virtual that they don't even know how to like sure. bridge that gap with another like human. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting and also sad in a way. Like, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can say, um, you know, for our young people, two years ago on our mission trip, we went to Wyoming and I took away all their cell phones. Mm-hmm. And that was partly because 
they would not have reception where we were. We're in the middle right. of nowhere. Nice. And yeah. there was some mild Wi-Fi some places, and I didn't want 40 cell phones trying to connect when we needed our leaders to be able to connect. And mm-hmm. listen, even when our leaders were trying to connect, it was, it was challenging. spotty, yeah. it was challenging. <laughs> to yeah. say the least. Yeah. And then um, this last summer, we went to Chicago, and for safety purposes, for some of the days, we let them have their cell phones yeah. back. And my evaluations from my leadership team from our youth afterwards, they told me, you need to take our cell phone. Like, yeah. I want you to take my cell phone. Your, yeah. youth, your youth leaders My were youth this. were yeah. telling yeah. this. Like, and they were saying, like, I, like, I mean, with a level of self-assessment, like, I cannot just have it for emergencies. If I have it for just emergencies, it's, I'm going to have it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to use it no matter what. Like, so I just need you to take it from me and, like, give it back to me when we get home. And, like, because they were saying, like, I want to invest with the people around me. And I find myself not doing that when I have my phone. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's just... You know the reality, like, mm-hmm. of- and there was a real different. Vi- like, I, I was a, a mission trip a mentor on this particular trip, right? And there were moments in the vans uh, as we were driving kids around Chicago. Right? There were moments in the vans when they had their phones, and there were moments when they didn't have their phones. And there's a very different vibe For and sure. feel in the van, just yeah. based on you know, one or two kids would have their phones out, and the whole dynamic of the van would change, right? Yeah, yeah, it would shift, yeah. And and uh, not to say I'm looking, I'm reading notes off my phone right now. We sure. all have smartphones, so yeah. you know it's just how do we navigate those things? Yeah. All right, so this leads us to another one. Maybe this can help kind of find some solutions. Okay. Uh, so loneliness is an issue. We can agree with that. Done. And uh, and probably our younger generations. And and just surprisingly, surprisingly, I mean, like obviously, the younger you are, the less likely you are to be in organized religion in America these mm-hmm. days. And so maybe mm-hmm. that's also a correlation. I mean, Could you be. think about mm-hmm. places to go to make friends. Church was always a pretty good place. Like you yeah. can find people with a common ideology yep. to you, and so sixty-five plus are you're probably involved in a religious mm-hmm. institution. And yeah. so easy way to like have that kind of community built yeah. in. So three ways the church can build better community. This is also this is from relevant. So okay, our friends, our besties. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got? What's way number one? Way number one. At least you want to guess. Want to like take a stab in the dark? What do you think the best? More donuts. On I was I was gonna say ice cream. That's <laughs> ooh. <laughs> hey, donuts and ice cream. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe not together, but you this know, is just like our ones. this is like our wish list <laughs> for how the church tries to build I better community you know, I, I for us. I don't really us. see a lot of donut and ice cream together desserts. I I'm, I'm more interested in trying. It'll be yeah. very sugary. That's fine. It's dessert. Yeah, it yeah, would like, there's a, that there's a, sailed. There's a <laughs> limit. Like there's still like cloyingly sweet versus like cloyingly appro- sweet. Yeah, versus like appropriately sweet. Okay. I'm an, I sound like an old man right now. <laughs> well, you put you know ice cream on a pie, and that's pretty sweet. That is pie so. is very different from a donut though. Would you? Would what, you about class- like a, what about like a pie fruit is filled cloyingly donut? sweet? Mm, what's that? <laughs> would you classify pie as cloyingly sweet? I wouldn't describe either ice cream or donuts as cloyingly sweet on okay. their own. It's when you're putting them together. Well, I'm willing to I'm willing to do some research right, here. Okay. You go try it out. Let me know. Uh, number one, and we'll kind of explore what. Uh, let me let me get the name here. Sean Stevenson. Sean say about Stevenson. It's an S H A W N or an S E A N. I don't know. I scrolled past it. Can't remember. Okay. I'm going to assume it's the weird one. <laughs> what's What's the weird one? I don't know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> one is weird. One not is to not. make some people mad. <laughs> <laughs> one of those. Yeah. I'll leave that to our listeners right. to determine. Yeah. What about no H at all? Ooh. Well, yeah. Yeah. S E A N. That would yeah. be no H. That's yeah. how. That was. Those were my two options. Oh, was S E A N or S H A W N? Okay. Yeah. Those are my two options. Uh, Sean or Sean. Sean. <laughs> I like no H because that's Sean Bean from oh, Lord sure. of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. And Scene Game of Thrones. Scene, yeah, that's a great, like the spelling is really great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, number one, P- 
put yourself aside. Hmm? What? <laughs> I don't understand. Not following immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so the, the church is supposed to put ourselves aside? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're exploring what he has to say. So. I know, but I'm trying to understand. What, I'm literally trying to understand what he's saying at this point. So, put yourself aside means the church, if mm-hmm. we're, we're going to be better at building community, means we should put ourselves as the church aside. So that there's room for other people to be a part of the community. Correct. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, step one, the insiders would Mm -hmm. need to put themselves aside. Right. So stop coming to church and making it all about you. Come to church and make it about other people. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, like if you're coming to church and like who do you want to talk to? You're in crowd. The people you already have relationships with, you know, your, your peeps. And you're like, hey, I want new people to be here. Love for them to be fulfilled. Welcome somebody yeah. else's job yeah you know like that's you know putting yourself aside you know like yeah okay this is like this goes back to our mission trip right this is the hardest part about getting high schoolers to continue to build community with new incoming high schoolers it's like you're on a mission trip with these people that you've known for three or four years you now have to stop hanging out with them and go invest in these younger yeah. kids right yeah. Yeah. and you can force you can force high schoolers to do it it's harder to force adults to do it but yeah, yeah, we, yeah. I mean, that's what we got to do yeah you can't make adults play a silly game you can only say shake your hands with your neighbors yeah yeah, yeah. which is idea. a silly game on <laughs> Sunday mornings yeah maybe we should start having icebreakers during the pa- sure. piece. yeah pass the, pe- or no, pass the piece and then no. you know ask your neighbor what their favorite toothpaste is that's sure. <laughs> their favorite toothpaste yeah and what's your favorite brand of toothpaste it's a classic icebreaker question no, is it what? what is your favorite brand of toothpaste well, currently I use Tom's, which is the like, currently. Yeah, it used to oh. it used to be Crest MultiCare with whitening. That was always my go to camp answer answer because that's what I was using on a regular basis. So, you, oh, they really do ask this question. Whatever's on sale. <laughs> that's a perfectly fine answer. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's what I get. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Toilet paper? Do you like it to go over or under the roll? That's I another don't good care. Question. It's it's a good day if I get it on the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the uh, toilet on the back exists. of the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> and I, whatever's the less, least effort. Okay, <laughs> I ain't got time. These are all. Look about how much I'm learning under. about you. See, imagine getting to like talk to two people around you about this question during church. Yeah, you know, we have the freedom though of past relationship to be vulnerable about it, our toilet, toilet paper. paper. Yeah, like I'm not coming in with a toilet paper question to somebody I've never met before. Yeah. Well, if like, you're instructed by your Pastor, maybe you would. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Do you prefer pie or donuts and ice cream for dessert? <laughs> or both. <laughs> That's right. All right. So, yeah. So, step one, how can we form better community? Put yourself aside. I like it. Yeah. Step two, uh, be willing to put in the time. Mm. Yeah. That seems obvious to me at first mm-hmm. blush that if you're going to make friends with somebody, you have to, it requires time. There's time. Except that I think this is saying that the community has to put in time for the people that we're trying to engage, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, the, it's not the person who's, lo- I mean, the person who's lonely also has to put in the time, but we have to be willing to put in the time to invest in that relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's, yeah, it's another. Would that be like carving out time for a dedicated events type thing Maybe. in the context of like a church or are we talking about like just, I think in the context cold of the church, calling, could, you know, how are you doing? Yeah. I, I, I think I don't know cold calling, but I think that carving out time and having like intentional places where the church is building that relationship and not just factoring on, well, the, they were in here on Sunday morning. And so now they're clearly connected and, you know, have a better, yeah. rela- right? Uh, like, I said, I said, hello. Yeah. Yeah. And shook their hand. Yeah. yeah. We're good. I stood behind them in line for communion. What more connection can there be? Right. Yeah. Like, like there's got to be something more intentional than that. And so that might be, staff time that might be volunteer mm-hmm. that might be an event that might be like the time that it takes to call them and invite them to something and make a point of like 
I'm putting myself aside and I wouldn't normally go to this thing, but I think they might be interested in this thing. And maybe if we go together, we can like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think these two can go together. The first two. Yeah. You know, I've been a part of like some, you know, meetings of brainstormers and churches where I've heard, you know, churches be like, I think we're a really friendly church. And sometimes with people like that, I want to say like, every every church in America thinks they're a friendly church. Nobody out there is like, you know what? We're jerks. Right. <laughs> and we love it. We yeah. are such jerks to people who come in here. And like, that's just the way it is. That like, sounds like an uptown church right there. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I was like, every church thinks they're a friendly church. Yes. You know, so we have to say like, is there data that suggests we're a friendly church beyond saying like, well, I'm here and people talk to me. That's yeah. usually the data that they point to. Yeah. And is friendly what you're actually going for? Like, yeah. it is like just friendliness and politeness is that actually building community yeah right? like that mm. those are also different things i think sure. your question is really helpful but i think we can take that a step further as well. for sure well i think like the idea of like well people talk to me so we're friendly right uh exactly. and they're seeing yeah. it from their you know the lens of like how am i welcomed mm-hmm. versus we're friendly because i know i'm welcoming other people mm-hmm. that that's a much more challenging kind of statement for some churches to say and sometimes those same people i've heard say like i think we're a really friendly church and really welcoming and I think our church is big enough. We don't need to grow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a weird attitude. That's the yeah. that's a weird place to land on church. Like, we're good with growth. We don't need any new people up in here. Yeah. Like, we just need the people we have to have more babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> callback, Miss Jim. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm like, that feels. Are you a friendly church if you feel we're big enough? Because, you know, people would say, like, I like knowing everybody. And if we're bigger, I'm not sure I would know everybody. Yeah. I'm like, well, then I don't think you're a very friendly church. Yeah. Like, you know, that's just the reality of the situation. That does not sound like a friendly place. So, uh, last, his last bullet point here. Walk alongside people, not at them. <laughs> Walk at them? <laughs> like, come at, like, like you're Michael Myers. Right. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Right. Yeah, just straight at them. Right. So wa- walk alongside people, but not at them. Yeah. Okay. I'm not really sure what he means uh, by this. Yeah, yeah. I need more context here. You know, some some articles are better than others. No that's offense, fair. Sean. Uh, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Cian. Um. Yeah. So I, I guess what I would say, right, is that this this maybe dovetails with making space and time for them, right? That. Um, you're walking alongside of them and what their interest and their passion is as opposed to like holding out in front of them. This is what you need and here's the answer and come yeah. be a part of this. Right. And so mm, yeah, uh, if I were putting, I don't know that that's how I would phrase it, but I think that's what maybe Sian yeah. or Sean is going for. <laughs> so I would say just as like a person who attends church, I am frequently confused by what we mean when we say community in church. Mm. Okay, like what I yeah. think, people come at it from all different directions right like i would say you take 10 people in a church and have them all think about community and church and they're most of them are going to be thinking about something a little bit different Mm -hmm. like so like i think identifying what we mean by that might be helpful like are we talking about just a place where people can show up and like eat a meal with somebody and do like a bible study and leave and feel like oh we talked to people and that Mm -hmm. was nice you know or Mm -hmm. are we talking about you're finding you know, your lifelong best friends in church, that type of community or, you know, somewhere in between that. I think yes to all of them. Right. Like, right. And and I think that is part of the challenge is that everybody experiences that community differently. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think if you talk to people here at Lord of Life, there are people here who would definitely say, yeah, I did find my lifelong best friend at Lord of Life because we joined a small group when our kids were both in first grade. And yeah, 
you know, we, and we've been together ever since, right? Like I think that exists and happens. Yeah. I don't know that that's necessarily the goal, right? Yeah. For me, when I talk about community, the goal is, okay, we've got one in four people who are in this epidemic of loneliness. Um, how do we create a space where for whatever period of time that they're in here, that loneliness doesn't feel so threatening and they're, and yeah. they're, and maybe they're, that opens them up to the possibility for a greater relationship. Or maybe that just means that they're in a space where they feel welcomed and included and right. Like how do we create a space where that loneliness doesn't feel so yeah, heavy? Ma- maybe it's helpful for us and in, in the context of this conversation and also just as a church to define community as just creating space for mm-hmm. people to connect with each other. Sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, in the idealized place, are we living life together? Yeah. Like for the person who's stepping in for the first time, are they like, is this a place I want to live life together? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You know, like, they're they're not thinking that far ahead. They're thinking, is this a place? Uh, and, and one of the things he'll raise here, where I feel safe. You yeah. know, like, yeah. where if I say something that disagrees with the norm, am I going to be still allowed in yeah. as part yeah. of the tribe? Yeah. You know, in some ways, like, you know, finding a church is like dating and then, you know, settling into a church is kind of like a, a marriage situation. Right. And so if like, if the congregation comes at you on your first date and they're like, Hey, let's get married right now. Let's Here's DTR. You know, let's, yeah. Yeah. Let's hear, <laughs> hear all the things. Right. Yeah. And they're like, I want to have four babies. <laughs> I don't know about you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot to say. Yeah. Like the, tr- yeah. the church, the, the com- community, right. Might think, Hey, we're inviting you to be a part of this thing. But does that person feel safe in that yeah. environment? Like yeah. to be invited into that? Or are you creating a space where you're walking alongside of them, where you're making time for them so that they see, Oh, this is a place where I don't feel as lonely as I did out there, where I feel connected to someone, something to a group, right? Like where I feel different in this space and the fact that I'm different is good. Yeah. So to me, that sounds like just like a wide variety of opportunities for people to connect with people in smaller group settings, yeah, right? Like absolutely. the young adults Bible study thing that we're doing, mm-hmm. there's like a quilting group, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of like so that kind of across the spectrum, you can look at the offerings and be like, Oh, I might be interested in that, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. try that out and connect that way. Yeah. But so even at Lord of Life, right. One of the things that we struggle with is those groups doing the things that we're talking about here for when new people show up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do we how do we make sure that the young adults group, when a new person shows up, makes space for that person sure. and walks alongside of them yeah. and doesn't, uh, or, or, you know, what was, I don't remember what the first one was, yeah. um, does the things that we, do, how do we put make ourselves sure, aside? Yeah. How do we yeah. put ourselves aside, right? Yeah. Uh, how do we train our existing community networks to invite others to be a part of those yeah. networks as yeah. well. And I think that's the place where Lord of Life in particular, but churches overall have struggled is that mm-hmm. we have these networks that have existed for a long time and we're not really great at making space for new people to come and be a part of yeah. that network. Sure. I think, yeah, I think churches have always shown like when you're starting, it's easy for people to get involved and yeah. engage when mm-hmm. we're, let's, we're starting this young adult group or yeah. we're starting yeah. small groups. Mm-hmm. But when they're established, it's much, much harder because right. like, then they're like, everybody has their own norms yeah. that I'm, st- I'm not stepping into a new group. I'm stepping to a group filled with how they all all know how they operate, and I'm the, the the agent of chaos now coming in. And most people don't really want agents of chaos in their groups, right? They yeah. don't want change. They don't like stability. And if for you know in this group there's 14 people who all want stability, mm-hmm. and I'm the mm-hmm. change, it's hard for that. All 14 of them have to be willing to say like we're willing to embrace that change, and that's tough. Yeah, because you know people are naturally going to be more drawn to like, I like it when we, when I know what I'm getting and 14 yeah. people yeah. in that room know what they're getting. Yeah. And so it's tough to, to do that. And so it has to be very intentional behind it. Yeah. I'm thinking too about like, 
the bravery that it takes for a person who is experiencing loneliness to walk into a space like a church for the first time. Yeah. And, you know, just that act of, sh- if, if I'm someone who like loneliness can be just such a spiral, right. And, mm, and it can be sure. such a thing that like is just self, not self-inflicted, but self-reinforcing. Right. And so you feel lonely and because you feel lonely, you don't want to go outside because you don't go outside, you feel lonely and it just keeps getting worse. And so the, the sheer fact of getting out of your door and taking an initiative to go to a place that you don't know and saying, is this a place where I can feel safe? Like we have to be aware that if someone is making that choice, that is a huge deal. And we have to be aware that there are a lot of people who are never going to make that choice. Mm -hmm. And what does it mean for the church to continue to think about creating community for people who are never going to make that choice on their own? Sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I think we have to say like the expectation are long, maybe long gone is the time of like, the lonely public will come to us. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the church have to be much more intentional of like, how can we provide space for them yeah. where they are? Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. means we got to get out of our, our own building. You know, we have to get outside of these walls. We have to figure out a way to get out into the community for, because I, I, you know, I definitely experienced that as a lonely young man. It was easy to say like, what do I want to turn to video games, food? Yeah. You yeah. Know, uh, you know, kids out there will turn to, elements of addiction, pornography, things that will just like anything that will fill the void, yep. you yeah. know, and then ultimately just leads them still lonely. Yeah. At the end of the day, nothing really worked, but they're just further deeper into it. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, being available now is maybe not enough, right? Because it's not just the problem of right. availability. Yeah. It's that there's that lack of uh, ability to bridge sure. that gap interpersonally for people, right? Like yeah. there, there's, generations that you know statistically struggle with mm-hmm. interpersonal skills and so how i mean just the fact that we exist as a church and are you know welcoming quote unquote is that's not enough for somebody who doesn't even know how to yeah in, in some ways engage i might hate that i'm going about to use this uh, analogy but i'm going to throw right, it out there we'll anyway. hate it too. <laughs> um you know last week we talked about incels and the, the people who uh-huh. are you know, involuntary, involuntary we, we talked about incels a lot yeah. wasn't just we? last week okay. yeah we do <laughs> Uh, but so yeah, the, the idea that you're involuntarily celibate because mm-hmm. uh, you want to date people, but other people don't want to date you. Yeah. In some ways, it's like churches are becoming like the incels of saying like, but we're pe- so great. Yeah, <laughs> we want people to come and be in our yeah. church, but yeah. people don't want to come and be with us, right? It's like yeah. we're mm-hmm. involuntarily struggling, and yeah. there might be like some element of truth to that, but there's also an element of like, but how are we reaching out to approach and say? you have something or we have something that we think you would benefit from. Yeah. And we hope that we can learn from you. Like how can we approach that in a different concept rather than blaming them for not coming to us? Yeah. How can we go out and partner with them? Well, I think we've seen churches kind of have that mindset and they, that they do blame them for not coming to us to have like, you know, who's wrong? The culture. They are. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's their wrong for not wanting to be a part of us. Yeah. And, uh, with zero amount of self-reflection or, or, uh, or knowledge of, you know, I guess it's easier to blame them. Yeah. You know, that's much, I'm it's sure. always easier to blame something else. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure for the insults, it's, Elise it's the podcast far easier to blame, yeah. blame, you know, young women than it is to kind of look in the mirror and be like, yeah. my, maybe my neck beard is not as attractive as I think it is. Like, <laughs> I love a good neck beard. It's my favorite type of beard. Especially when it's like just the neck and everything else is clean shaven. Yes. <laughs> so puberty just hasn't hit on the face yet. <laughs> just hey, the neck. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's right. slowly creeping up. Right. Right. <laughs> Some of us uh. don't have, fine, don't worry about it. <laughs> So what's the neck beard of church <laughs> yeah. greeting? Oh, what's the fedora of church? <laughs> the fedora. Oh, goodness. I will say this. Everything I learned about loneliness, I learned from the piano man. Wow. That, 
the nuts took a turn yeah. from Billy Joel. Yeah, yeah. The, t- the downtown rat. Yeah. It seemed like a good time to bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like we were ready to go full circle. So yeah, I guess you know what kind of rats are you trying to attract the church? Downtown rats, uptown yeah. rats, maybe maybe no rats. rats. One maybe no rats. one big space for all all rats. I have a dream. You Play know? me a song. I'm the piano rat. Yeah. <laughs> I have a dream. Well, since we've uh, yeah. spiraled. <laughs> spiraled and <laughs> ruined a perfectly good historically <laughs> helpful speech <laughs> and music and all the things, that probably brings us to this week's episode. So yeah. if you enjoyed this episode, uh, you can, of course, find all of our listenings at BeyondSundayPodcast.com and send us uh, your favorite Billy Joel song, or if you think Patrick is a downtown or uptown rat, uh, at BeyondSundayPodcast mm. at gmail.com. Downtown rat, 100%. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's 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 true. the only I mean, right answer. Yeah. Okay, fine. Send your, I'm, I'm send saying, your opinion on Elise. I don't necessarily I don't feel downtown rat, but it's like uptown rat is definitely not. <laughs> so like my default, midtown, <laughs> midtown rat. Is there a midtown? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Billy Joel song is uh, "Only the Good Die Young." So okay, yeah. yeah. Even though it's kind of about a guy trying to convince a Catholic girl to sleep with him. Yeah. Classic. You know. So you know, I'm a church worker, and that's my favorite Billy Joel song. Yeah. I, I think it's really fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe keep that to yourself next time. That's <laughs> <laughs> just I'll put it on like your resume. resume? Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't sing it at church. Church karaoke. <laughs> I'm Patrick. The thing you need to know about me is. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, everybody. My beige flag. (laughs) We'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday.